Hey, this is Jason Gitarski here at Origins Game Fair 2014. 2014! Yeah, and I'm going to be talking to some different people on the show floor, some friends, some designers, some publishers, getting the pulse of what's coming, what's going on, and we're going to kick this thing off with Crash Games founder, Mr. Patrick Nickel. What's up, Patrick? Oh, yeah, boy! <laughs> so, man, uh, what's what's going on in the world of Crash Games related to filler games? Filler games. Oh, gosh. So, so busy. And filler, like, is filler a bad word now? I think it, to some people it might be, but that's why we started this podcast, right? We want to, we want to show people that fillers are legitimate. Sure. Because a lot of people don't have time to, to drop dominant species on the table or, or drop even like a 90-minute, two-hour euro. So Some people are gaming on lunch. Yeah. Some people want to game like before bed when they're exhausted, you know, when they have a few minutes here and there. And, and new gamers, right? You give a 15-minute game, they might... They might like play that, right? That could be a <laughs> conduit game. Why don't we call them conduit? conduit I don't know. Games, I don't know. I, I'm going to refuse to say the f word on this podcast, and by f word I mean filler. I appreciate that in more ways than one. I know you do, buddy. I know you do. So we got a we got a lot going on. We got a summer of micro coming your way from Crash Games. So we're looking at uh, launching very very soon here, Yardmaster Express. Uh, designed by David Short, who's the designer of Ground Floor, uh, Skyline, and the upcoming AEG release, Planes. So Yardmaster Express will be hitting June 24th on Kickstarter. Uh, super inexpensive, great card drafting game. It's different from Yardmaster. All it shares is the domino-like mechanic of how the, the rail cars connect. Awesome. Otherwise, totally different game. We got that dropping, like I said, on, on June 24th. Uh, coming up later this summer... Dun, dun, dun. Council of Verona expansion. What? What? (laughs) And so we're really looking forward to that. Uh, We're also going to be reprinting Where Art Thou, Romeo, the smash hit nano game. Um, That's like uber filler, right? Like you could play a game in like 90 seconds. And I tell you what, dude, that is a fantastic little game. It's such a blast. It's It's, so intuitive, impulsive. Like if you like Werewolf... If you like win, uh, lose, banana, win, but it's, it's yeah. definitely, definitely a more strategic more meat than that. There on the yeah. Bone. <laughs> yeah, I tell people it is a ninety-second uh, social bluffing game. Yep, and it, it creates some great moments, some some ooze, some ahs, some laughter. It's a fun game. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. So we're gonna beef up the production on that. We're gonna throw some cubes in there, put it in a tuck box, make it a little better than before. It was just in the bag. So cool. look for that coming. And there's some really awesome surprises coming in the Council of Verona Kickstarter. Don't have a date on that, but it's coming next. And then this is this is kind of a conflict of interest, what Mr. Katarski. <laughs> I'm talking about Dead Drop. What's that? It's designed by you. Oh, dude. I love it already. And you know you. <laughs> it's got to be good, right? It's pretty fun. So Dead Drop is a really fun um, bluffing game, kind of a, a spy element going on there. You're trying to figure out what the Dead Drop is. Anybody that's seen the, the hit TV show Alias or any kind of spy shows knows when people are, are dropping information, they got the, yep. the Dead Drop, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to working with you, Patrick. Hey, likewise, buddy. All it's right. time to get that truck into gear. All right. <laughs> all right now. now that, that all right may be trademarked, so I don't know. <laughs> I may need to set aside some legal funds there. But we got Dead Drop coming up. It'll be a part of the Crash Games Pub Series. Very excited about that. And also the uh, the third game you can expect from us. I guess that would technically be the fourth. Yeah, I guess this so. This summer, 
is uh, the assassination of Jack Malone. That's that, that, folks, for our listeners, is by our good friends of the show, uh, Ben Pinchback and Matt Riddle. So The that's, designers of Fleet, yeah. Eggs and Empires, good stuff coming out of them. Yep. And it is a great game, kind of set in a detective, noir setting of, you know, players trying to, to gather the evidence they need to solve the crime of who the heck killed Jack. Dude, don't don't kill Jack. No, no, no. Jack Malone was <laughs> tough. But man, when they're coming at you from all sides, yeah. we're only human. <laughs> awesome. So, hey, tell me, uh, what is one of your favorite filler games or conduit games that you, <laughs> <laughs> that you didn't publish? Oh, man. Well, first of all, Great Heartland Hauling would go with the, <laughs> like the top of that list. Wait a I'm, minute. I'm who, super bummed. Who made that game? <laughs> Some guy, I don't know. He goes by JK. Oh, that's I don't man. know. Uh, I love Great Heartland Hauling. That that honestly has hit my table at least half a dozen times. Which, we, we've heard this back and forth about that game. Um, that some people think of it as a filler, and some people, well, it's the size and length of a filler, but it's got a little bit more, so it kind of tolls that line. Sure, right? It definitely yeah. pushes the envelope. I mean, that one, uh, Coin Age by Adam McIver. Oh, so good. I mean, that is ridiculous fun. That's one card and some pocket change, guys. Uh, we'll, we'll have Adam on the show one of these days. And, and I love me some Adam. That. He's a good guy. Put it on a piece of toast and I'm good. <laughs> awesome, dude. Well, thanks, Patrick, for sharing with me what's going on with Crash Games. Um, hopefully we'll uh, get you back on when these clo- these games get a little closer to, yeah. to being out. We'll talk more about them individually. Awesome. Good seeing you, buddy. Right. See you, bro. All right, I'm here with Michael Coe, the uh, founder of Gameling Games, who just had smashing success with his last game, uh, Tiny Epic Kingdoms by Scott Alms on Kickstarter. And I just wanted to hear a little bit about what's coming up next. Yeah, you know what? I'm super excited for the rest of this year. Uh, Coming out any day now is Dungeon Heroes on iOS. Um, Dungeon Heroes was a a nice hit as well. I'm just about sold out of my print run. So getting that out on the uh, digital market is going to be super exciting. The game has a really addicting arcade mode, so check that one out. Um, and you know what? I am very elated to tell you about Tiny Epic Defenders. It is the follow-up to Tiny Epic Kingdoms. That launches this week on Kickstarter on uh, Thursday, June 19th. So check that one out. It's a cooperative game, completely standalone from Tiny Epic Kingdoms. But it is just as epic. It fits in that nice, beautiful box. It's Scott Alm's Brilliant Mind again with Bill Bricker's awesome illustrations. So don't miss out on that one. That's awesome. I'm really looking forward to that, man. You seem to be doing this thing where you're uh, making small games that pack a big punch. You know, that to me, that's what it's all about right now. I see the market going that way. I, I, I've just, you know, backers have really expressed a lot of appreciation for a small price point, a small game, but has a huge experience. So that is definitely what I'm focused on. Awesome. Best of luck with that. So before I let you go here, what's one of your favorite small kind of filler games that you didn't publish? Oh, my goodness. Um, that, that is published because I, I play all these little prototypes, too, that are a blast. Oh. But, uh, you know, I'm going to go with, uh, uh, you know, I'll go with Martian Dice for now, man. It changes, but I, I, yeah, I've been on a Scott Alms kick, so I'll go with Martian <laughs> Dice for now. Awesome. Thanks a lot, dude. I hope you have a great Origins 2014. Cool. Thank you, man. You too, Jason. Hey, I'm here with my friend Dan Patrice, the host of the Geek All-Stars podcast, which is another Dice Tower Network podcast. And uh, we're hanging out at Origins this week. And I'm just wondering, Dan, did you see any cool fillers this week that really caught your eye? You know, the one the one game that really caught my eye that was a ton of fun to play was called Doodle Quest. It's a, it's a kid's game, but it, uh, I think adults and heavy gamers would even like it too. Because you have be, uh, these transparencies that you actually, in, in the middle of the board, there'll be different things that you have to do, but everybody's got their own transparency. So you may have to go through a maze, but you don't have a, you don't put the transparency on until after you do your doodling on your side. So then you put it on and see how bad you did. 
and then you may get points on that. It's real quick, real light, real fun. That sounds awesome, dude. Thanks a lot. Hey, love your show. Appreciate what you're doing. Uh, why don't you tell people about uh, this cool charity, Gamers for Cures, that you're doing every year? Okay. Uh, every year in November, we do a 24-hour board game marathon for, to benefit Turner Syndrome Society of the United States. Uh, Turner Syndrome is a full or partial deletion of the second X chromosome in girls. We just want to raise awareness. We give all the proceeds directly to them. We give out uh, we give out a lot of games. We get great funding from publishers. Uh, we give out a lot of door prizes, a lot of games, and people just come and just have some fun and donate money for a great cause it's a it's an amazing cause the board game community is i couldn't couldn't be happier they're great that's awesome dude thanks for uh, using your passion to uh help take care of people man that's that's a great thing thanks man i really uh i really value uh, great people like yourself uh and, and i love your show ah thanks for listening bro all right, I'm here with one of the most prolific designers of 2014. He's got a long list of games coming out. He's from Cincinnati, Ohio. His name is Philip DeBerry. You might know him from a little game that is becoming uh, my favorite game that's um, six years, seven years old now. Um, probably older than that since he designed it, but it's called Revolution from Steve Jackson Games, and it's a fantastic game. But we're going to talk a little bit about what uh, Philip's been working on for this year. So what's what just came out and what's coming up, Philip? Okay, well, um, here at Origins we have uh, Family Vacation by Jolly Roger Games, and that's that is actually for sale now, and so that's been in the works for quite a while. That is a beautiful game. The art on that game is gorgeous. Uh, yeah, I think uh, um, Jacob Walker did a, a really great job on the uh, art for that, and uh, yeah, I'm pleased how, how it turned out. So uh, it's about 45 minutes, and it's definitely a family game. Uh, but it's got some twists and turns, so you know if you're a gamer, you'll still enjoy it. And you're taking your family on a vacation, you want to try to keep them happy. You got a little meter to, for each family member and um, to figure out how happy they are, and sort of track that as you uh, progress across the country on your grand vacation. And you've also got a, a favorite place that your family wants to go and see, and um, then various interests along the way. And all the interests are kind of um, they're they're sort of randomly generated every game so uh, there's a lot of variability so you know your mom might want shopping one one time but then she might like to play golf another one or your daughter might like to go to the casino that happens sometimes um but anyway that's uh that's family vacation that's awesome you you also have a little game coming from tasty minstrel right tell me a little bit about uh what that one's about all right um yeah with tasty minstrel we're working on a game called battle cruiser and uh, it is a it's a smaller game but it it's has a lot of um, a lot of different uh, variability to it a lot of different cards and we're still trying to figure out exactly which cards are in and which cards are out and you know which cards are expansion or whatever but the the heart of the game is that um, everybody has roughly the same set of cards probably about five or six cards and uh, if you play the same card as somebody else Everybody's going to play one card down and flip it over. If you play the same card to somebody else, then you both get something bad happen to you. And that's on the bottom of the card. But otherwise, you get the good thing on the top of the card. And so that's kind of it. You've got a little uh, small little player board in front of you to um, sort of organize your cards. So you're going to have one card that's in play. You're going to have one card that's sort of in a little waiting area on the side. And then you have your hand. And then you also have a discard pile of cards that you're not allowed to use, uh, except you know when your cards let you go and get something out of there. And so you sort of know what everybody has, and you can sort of keep track. And um, you can see what they definitely what card they can't play that turn. And so you can make some deductions about what how you want to do it. 
and you're either trying to uh, collect uh, sort of victory points um, as a like if you're doing battles with with different people or different cards you are collecting sort of things or um, the other thing you're doing is you're causing people to discard their cards and so if you're the only person with cards at the end you win or if you get up to 15 points you win and uh, it's it's a very quick sort of thing and um, so I'm pretty excited about that Awesome. Sounds right up our alley for 20 minutes of filler. I know you also have a couple games that are coming out that are a little out of the realm of what we talk about on the show. You have uh, Spirits of the Rice Paddy coming from 8 Games and Skyway Robbery coming from Game Salute. So looking to, looking forward to checking those out. But I know also you have this game that it's your first collaboration with a with a co-designer. <laughs> and I hear it's a smallish kind of filler game. Tell me, uh, just, just give me the, the, the quick... 10 second pitch of that one and talk about what it was like to work with that other uh, co-designer <laughs> well I'll definitely never co-design again no 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 it was great it was fantastic I, I'm I'm already looking around for who can I co-design with next because it was a fantastic experience and of course that co-designer was you Jason and uh, <laughs> and uh, no I, I enjoy getting getting to know you and uh, on a design level as well and the collaboration was just uh, it was it was really uh, just fun to do so, um, yeah, Fidelitas, man, uh, looking forward to it. Just got to look at the uh, the uh, printed up deck a minute ago with all the nice art on it. The art is fantastic, and um, love how it plays. And uh, so, you just you got um, you got several different uh, cards. Every card's an action card, and then you got some mission cards. And so you're playing your action cards now. It's very tactical sort of a thing, but you're going towards these mission cards. And so you need to get a certain state on the uh, the board, which you just make out of cards. And uh, once you get that state, then you you um, score your mission. And it's just a race to see who can get to what is it, ten points now or whatever. It depends it is. on the number of players. Sure. Yeah. And um, so yeah, I'm. I can't wait. It's going to be great. Yeah, dude, it was great to work with you, too. It's so fun to collaborate with people who love games and who have different ideas about what makes a game good and, and different ways to contribute. So, yeah, that was that was a pleasure. So, sorry about the uh, shameless self-promotion <laughs> there, but, hey, it's my show, right? <laughs> um, so, uh, thanks, Philip. I wish you the best of luck with all your 2014 games and beyond. And, um, and if you haven't played Revolution, guys, uh, buy it and play it and make the people you love cry. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much. Okay. All right. I'm here with first-time designer. Recently had a successful Kickstarter um, with uh, her very first game. Her name is Isabel Duberry, and she's going to tell us just really quickly about her game, Tiger Stripes, coming from Game Salute. So Tiger Stripes is more of a kid's game for younger kids, but if you're older, you can play with your little siblings or your grandkids. You're a tiger and you're trying to grow up and be very impressive. So you are collecting your stripes by hunting for food or you can search for jewels and those count as points. Winner is most points. Usually the person who ends the game wins, but that's not always the case. Two jewels equals one stripe, basically. Okay. And if you don't have ten stripes by the end of the game, the game ends when you have ten stripes, then you get negative two stripes for each, negative two points for each stripe that you're missing. Oh. And then you can use your jewels to settle up. That sounds really cool. I, I'm really, I backed it on Kickstarter. I'm really looking forward to playing it with my daughter. 
Congratulations on your first game. How old are you now, and how old are you when you first designed that game? I am 12 now, and I was 8 when I first came up with the idea, but of course, it, I actually bought... I actually produced the game with Dad's help from Blue Panther, and we sold it, and I made a profit on it, and then we gave it to GameSolute to use, and... I don't know. It's cool. I was eight. You're eight. That's really cool that you you learned a little bit about business and you you had fun uh, bringing something creative into the world. So, can you tell me what is your favorite game uh, that you like to play? I like Revolution, a bunch of Dad's games, pretty much. I also like Apples to Apples. Oh, that's a lot of fun. That that gets gets families connected and a good night of laughs. So. Hey, thanks so much for sharing with us about Tiger Stripes, um, and I hope you have a long game design career. If, if that's what you want to do, you still have time to figure all that out. So thanks for, uh, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Hey, I'm here with the Stephanie Straw. You may have heard her wonderful voice and personality shining through the airwaves of the interweb on the state of games and the geek all-stars. And right now she's working at the Dice Hate Me booth, hawking Chris Kirkman's wares all over the place, selling games, making magic. Slanging some cardboard. Yeah, so I wanted to just talk to her about some fillers that she's seen recently that she's into. Um, so I haven't got the chance to really look at a whole lot of games, but a lot of people have come to the booth and kind of using them as my scouts. Like, what, what are the good games out there? And so a lot of people have talked about uh, Fun Farms, Game by Yellow, and you have these little plush animals and um, cards that have, like, a certain uh, die face on them, and you roll dice, and then you have to, like, grab the animal that corresponds with that die face real quick. So it's really snatchy, really grabby. Um, I'm kind of a ninja, so I was super good at it. So <laughs> That's naturally, a good skill to have, a ninja. I know, right, ninja. to actually be a ninja. That's pretty sweet. Um, another uh, filler game I played, um, I think it was that Thursday night or Friday night, that I played Fidelitas, which I had never played before, which is, you might be familiar with that, Jason. That's oh. your game. I'm not saying this just because this is Jason's podcast, but it was a, actually a super fun, super light, super great game. We played it in, like, what? 15 minutes, yeah, probably. Yeah, 15, 20, 25, I don't yeah. remember. Yeah, well, there were some learning curves there, you know, so, um, but that was a good light filler. Well, people are, People are talking about Roll For It, but I haven't played that one yet, so I want to check that one out. It's got dice and cards, so I'm going to step over there and maybe take one home go to my it, family. Go do it right now. That's what I got to do. I got to spend money and talk to people, because that's fun to do. <laughs> Thanks, Jason. Thank you, Stephanie. Hey, all right, I'm here with uh, the owners, co-founders of Tuesday Night Games with a KN. That made sense, right? K N yeah, and the well, Knights. We both websites, so no matter how you spell it, it's gonna be you're gonna get your website. Awesome, get to a website. Just type in Tuesday Night Games, and you'll hear all you need to hear about these guys. That'll be all for this segment. See you guys later. All right. No, just kidding. Okay, so um, you guys have a game that went bonkers on Kickstarter last year, and it's coming towards the end of this year. Um, why don't you tell me a little bit about that game? Two rooms and a boom, six to 30 players. It uh, is time, so you know it won't take long. It's a hidden roll game. You have player verification, so you can do whatever you want with your card, unlike other hidden roll games. So if you don't believe I'm on the red team, I can show you. No GM necessary. And the other thing is no player elimination. So it's a quick game that plays up to 30 players. It's a game that's always a blast. Yep. That's awesome. So we're talking, I don't know if I said this, I probably didn't, but you're healing girding. 
and Sean McCoy is going to answer this next question. You, you guys do this thing at conventions where you give away these little teeny micro games and envelopes made of business cards. And I love that uh, more than most of the things that I see because, I mean, they're easier to throw away. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they're fun little games with, with minimal components, and they're quick, and they're social. They get people going. So tell me what's behind that. Are these games you're making um, just for promos? Like, why do you do that? It's a funny story, actually. When we came to Origins last year, you know, we were strapped for cash, and Alan was fronting a lot of it. So we wanted to have business cards, but we didn't feel like it was worth money to just have a bunch of business cards stand out. So we, Alan made this wallet game, Dr. Boom, and it had our business card information on one side, and then the game on the other side. So now we've just started to have this line of wallet games that Alan designs that are quick, easy, always have a game to play with you when you're on the run, when you're waiting in line, uh, where the GM's setting up and it's taking too long. So we just like these quick little games that are really easy to play. They're great for getting people to come by our booth and give the whole spiel about like if we give you tons of free stuff you'll fall in love with us and then you'll buy all of our stuff and then we'll feel good about ourselves and then we can sleep at night yeah it's like the micro game micro game because we call them wallet games so they always fit in your wallet that way no matter what line you're in dmv mother-in-law's birthday party you just, lines at your mother-in-law's yeah birthday just she's very popular and it's very boring it's this weird mix but anyways you can just whip it out and start playing right there and then quality games so yeah fall in love with us and buy our games that's the that's the story that's awesome man uh you guys met did you guys meet playing werewolf at conventions is that how you became friends or something like that no, no you did you didn't do that but you you did that before you started your own company you were the werewolf guys at all the conventions right no do whatever you guys play so many werewolf games at conventions back in the day do you want to make up the story or you want us to tell you the story <laughs> I'm rewriting history it's called journalism <laughs> Uh, the true story is is I was a humble game designer trying to peddle my games, my wares, and Sean was working for Arcane Wonders, which makes Mage Wars. We met in Vegas. That's an hour-long story that's amazing that involves uh, dried-up ma- magicians in a dive bar trying old tricks. It's very dusty magic. It was an episode of uh, Arrested Development. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it pretty much was. We basically fell in love with each other. Uh, and he's, we basically decided let's start our own company and start making some very light, quick, social games that we can play with our friends and that we love playing at uh, conventions. You can't see it, but we're hugging right now. Yes. That's, that's a cool story, but uh, mine's better. <laughs> magicians. Yours involved werewolves. Magicians. Game. Vegas. Why couldn't it have been magician werewolves? You know? Well, we didn't stay until full moon. Yeah, that's right. It could have been, <laughs> yeah. right? Awesome. Hey, guys, uh, real quick before we sign off, thanks so much for uh, sharing what you guys are up to. I'm really looking forward to Two Rooms in a Boom. Tell me what is your favorite filler game that you didn't publish. Sean? I love Love Letter, but I love an Adventure Time-themed variant of Love Letter that, you know, uh, Alan works on. <laughs> well, here's the thing. You just totally outed me, man. That's so I, I did a re-theme art of Adventure Time for Love Letter. I felt so guilty. So, of course, I own several copies of Love Letter because I have friends that say, can you make me a copy of the Adventure Time Love Letter? Anytime I do that, I buy another copy of Love Letter because being a game designer, I know that that's crappy to do. <laughs> so if, there's, if you see an Adventure Time Love Letter out there and it's my version, just know that the official version has been bought by AEG. My filler game... <laughs> 
is Ink and Gold. <laughs> One of my favorites as well. Yeah, Ink and Gold. It's interesting because a lot of my favorite games are based upon hostability. And you can just throw down Ink and Gold. It's an amazing filler. People love it. You teach it in no time. Oh, it's amazing. But the version we play of Ink and Gold is this Adventure Time retheme that Alan did. <laughs> you know lies. Awesome. And that's uh, that's what good fillers are all about, getting people to play games and have a blast together. Thanks for contributing to the world of these little games that I love. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. Hey, thanks so much. Oh, hey, what's your favorite podcast ever? Was it the... It's probably my podcast. <laughs> okay, never mind. We're done. <laughs> All right, I'm here with Brandon Parsons of Blue Orange Games, and I want to talk to him about a new game that came out that has kind of captured my heart. It's by Love Letter designer, Cheaty Mages designer, uh, Seiji Kanai, and it is called Brave Rats. Can you tell me a little bit about Brave Rats? Yeah, so Brave Rats is a two-player uh, strategy game similar to the card game War. Elements of Love Letter, a lot of bluffing, light strategy, super fast. Basically, the idea is you're trying to play the card with a higher strength, but every card also has a special ability. So, on your turn, each player chooses one of their eight cards. They start with the same eight. They choose one, lock it in face down. Once both players have locked in, they flip up and reveal, compare the strengths, then the special abilities. Whoever has the higher strength wins. The first of four points wins the whole game. Awesome, and it has a really cute... Um, uh, like Irish rat clans competing for awesomeness is the theme, right? Yeah, like Sc- we Scottish warrior rats. Oh, there it is, there it is. Yeah, Sorry. it's a, sort of a play on brave heart, brave rats. Yeah. So we took uh, Seiji's idea of two princes in love with two princesses, and we made them rats of warring clans. So one team is the red rats, one team is the blue rats. The blue rats are your big barbarian rats, and your red rats are your civilized elitist rats. But they play the same. They have the same special powers. Um, we just made art to make it a little bit cuter, a little bit more engaging. That's fantastic. You guys are generally known for uh, kids' games, and so what kind of this? I see this game could be for more than more than just the kids' audience. So tell me a little bit about why you started to kind of move towards this this type of game. Well, there's a, a few things I'd like to say. I we are a children's board game company that focuses on games that adults enjoy playing. So we are always keeping in mind games that kids can play but adults enjoy while they're playing with the kids. And the other thing is, as we've been around for 15 years now, our kids have started to grow older. So we want to keep making games for them as they grow into adults to keep them engaged keep supporting our supporters that's great keep us coming back that's yeah, awesome exactly. and, and I played several of your games with my with my daughter and the production value is awesome and now this I mean you, you've you got me man I'm going to be watching for <laughs> you guys and what you continue to do anything else coming up soon that you want to mention well we've got a two player strategy game from Bruno Cathala called Nia it's uh, kind of like Connect Four. You're trying to get four in a row, but it's got a really interesting pattern matching mechanic where the last piece chosen has to match uh, the next piece. So each piece has two elements on it. You can only choose a piece if it matches the previous piece chosen. So it's a little bit of pattern matching, a lot of thinking ahead, but it plays in less than five minutes. Super quick, abstract game from Bruno Cathala. That's awesome. So what is your favorite short, quick game that you didn't publish? Oh, man. My favorite short, quick game that I didn't publish. Wow. Uh, Set is the first one that comes to mind. It's like our game Spot It, but I love the... uh, It's more of a thinking quick game. Love Letter, of course. Um, I I can't get enough of Love Letter. Oh, man. 
Uh, you know, Fun Farm is a lot of fun. From oh, the yellow. Yeah, my friends, I, I have a game with Dice Hate Me, and I've been working that booth in the other yeah. corner. And, like, every ten minutes, it seems like one of our guys is going away, buying Fun Farm, and then coming back. Yeah. It looks like a lot of fun. It is awesome. The components in that are great, uh, and it's super quick, but really engaging. Yeah. That's awesome. Hey, thanks so much, Brandon, for sharing me uh, with me what you guys are doing. I appreciate it, and uh, hope you have a great Origins. Of course. You too. All right. Hey, I'm here with Ben Pinchback, and I just looked at your name tag, my friend. That's cool, Because I couldn't remember That's cool. Don't who worry I was about talking it. to. Okay, so we're here um, at Origins, and you might hear some dice rolling in the background. Matt Riddle, you might remember these guys from a few episodes back with Eggs and Empires and Fleet and hanging out with Andy and I. But um, they have a new game that's making a ruckus over here, and they're gonna uh, Ben's going to tell us a little bit about that. What we're talking about is Monster Truck Mayhem, the real-time dice race around the Super Mega Dome. you got your monster truck going around. You're navigating around slippery spots. You're jumping buses. You're power sliding. You're in and out of the mud. You got the car crush. We got announcers going. It's frantic. It's real time. It's filler. It's five minutes a lap. You're sweating when you're done. You need a towel and a Gatorade. It's been going good, man. Oh, that's so awesome. And uh, I, I got to play this game at Unpub. And this five to seven minute game felt like a half an hour. I got a full <laughs> body workout playing this game, man. It does. It's basically your cardio for the day. <laughs> People are tired when they're done playing it, but it's a riot man and you know most races come down to the very end you have three or four people at the checker line trying to roll twos trying to roll threes to finish it out it's crazy dude that's awesome it's it's a blast so so what's the plans for this game who's doing it when's it coming dice hate me games 2015 we're looking at like a first quarter kickstarter and there it is look oh, for it next year so excited and as you know eggs and empires is in production it's going to be coming it's another filler game they're busting out fleet their uh dice hate me game of the year from uh, 2012 yeah. um is is back in print and and ready from eagle griffin games so you're having a good year game wise man thanks buddy appreciate it eggs and empires is going phenomenal we talked about it on your show we had some demos we got upgraded to the sweet origins demo room with the free drinks and the celebrities it was a great time and it went over great people are having a blast with that one you were the celebrity right oh that's right <laughs> <laughs> look for the celebrity if you can't find him it must be you <laughs> awesome hey thanks so much ben have a great year with all your awesome new games that are coming thanks out again, jason all right i'm here with uh the man the myth T.C. Petty III, designer of Viva Java from Dice, Hamey Games, as well as one of the uh, the hosts of the Something from Nothing board game video cast show, and Ion Award winner. The most prestigious award, pro- possibly the most prestigious award in gaming today. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. That's that's T.C. for you. Prestigious and classing it up with awards and awesome yeah, I games. Wanted bring, I wanted to bring some class to this show. Oh, we appreciate it. We needed it. Hey, um, what do you have that's brand new with the show? We're really excited over here at the Dice Hate Me booth about your new game, so why don't you talk quickly about that? Yeah, so I have uh, Viva Java, the coffee game of the dice game, and it's like a two-to-four player game where you're making coffee blends, rolling tons of dice, and, I don't know, just adding flavor, and it's kind of like a really quick economic Euro game that just has tracks and cool crunchiness but plays in like 15, 30 minutes, right? With two to four players. It's nice. With one to four players. It's got a solo variant. Yeah, yeah, it's got solo. Yeah, awesome. Hey, so um, why don't you tell me, what is uh, your favorite prototype filler that's only 13 cards that you played (laughs) by another designer at this convention? Uh, That would definitely be Dead Drop by Jason Katarski. (laughs) Oh, that guy's awesome. Yeah, I really like this Dead Drop game because it has 13 cards and fits in my pocket. 
awesome. So, like, if you need to, like, wipe your nose or something, you can use the cards and it fits in your pocket, but not for gaming purposes. Uh, Dead Drop is probably the most versatile and great game that I've played at Origins at any time this year. Thank you so much. So, uh, as you now know, uh, TC is not the only one who is maybe, I don't want to say is full of himself. You just know who you are. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I yes, I, I, I know. I don't know why I'm doing this interview. Usually Chris does my interviews, but uh, this is a good chance to mingle with normal people. Um, and I just wanted to, I, I wanted to, uh, you know, give back a little bit to Jason, who's, um, you know, doing those things that he does. Well, thank you so much for, for giving back. I appreciate you kind of coming down uh, to where we're at to share your gaming goodness with people. Yeah, I mean, and if everybody wants to listen to a real podcast, they can check out Something From Nothing, or or they can check out uh, uh, State of Games. That's right. That's the other one that you do. That's yeah. great. Hey, thanks a lot, dude. I appreciate you. Have a great... Yeah, I love the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Let... Jason Katarski. Oh, hey, thank you so much, TC Buddy the Third. All right, I'm here with my awesome co-host, Andy Lennox. Hey, guys. Did you have fun without me? Uh, we had a blast, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I was... We... We missed you, though. I missed you guys, too. I wish I could stay longer, but it was a one-day affair. I don't recommend going to a con for just one day. Especially if it's four-hour drive. That's eight hours of driving in one day and yeah, eight hours of conning. That's ill-advised. Ill-advised. Did you play anything cool today? I played uh, Salvation Road. It's a co-op that's going to be coming out from Van Ryder Games. It's pretty cool. Oh, nice. That was an Unpub game. Yeah. and Yes, exactly. And I played uh, my game, Zushido with somebody and uh, getting lots of good feedback on that and the good feedback is I don't know man I don't know what I would do to this it's done awesome dude that's yeah. good that's good stuff yeah it's super good and uh what else did we play I can't even remember right now I'm so tired <laughs> I saw lots of cool stuff being played I saw Dead of Winter I want to play that yeah that me looks too. cool me too and I don't like that kind of game, but it looks interesting because it's storytelling, zombie, choose-your-own-adventure kind of stuff. Yeah, like it seems like everyone's given this one a pass on, this, on the zombie thing. Yeah. It's a zombie game, but I'll put up with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, hey, dude, thanks. Uh, oh, for... and I got, a, oh. I got a Dice Master starter. You did? Yeah. Was it like $300? No, uh, guitar, or, uh, your Katarski. Yep. <laughs> the other Jason. <laughs> Jason Slingerland. Slingerland found me one. Oh, awesome, awesome. Yeah. Well, cool, man. You guys drive home safe, and we'll get back to some normal episodes soon. Hope you enjoyed our Not Origins. too soon. Hope you enjoyed our Origins 2014 special event. Woo-hoo! Play some games. <laughs>